last yesterday, a good friend of mine, uh, Zev Belsky, came over to me and said, Rabbi, you once asked a question about um, about davening at the Kotel and all the issues that come up with davening at the Kotel. You never answered it, so please give it to Amir Allah on the topic. So, in honor of Zev Belsky, and uh, he made a bat mitzvah last night, so in honor of the family Simcha, uh, we're going to discuss the issues that come up with davening at the Kotel, but it's not only davening at the Kotel, it's davening at you know, shtibalach, or any time where there's lots of minyanim going on, there's a whole set of issues that come up when there are lots of minyanim going on in the same place. For example, um, you're a Kohen, and another minion is up to Kriya Satora. You don't need this Kriya Satora. They don't have a Kohen in their minion. Are you obligated to jump into that minion so that you can be the Kohen at that minion? What about Birchas Kohanim? Do you have to, like, as you're passing by every minion that's up to Birchas Kohanim, do you have to go and be Misbarech by each, uh, by each minion? Are you allowed to walk to and from your minion because you're going to, by definition, you have a Davin at the Kotel at a crowded time? Or even a not so crowded time, you're going to be walking in front of people who are who are davening. You have to answer a main to everything that's being said at every minion. So you have all sorts of issues. So the place to look when you have these issues, um, when you want to talk about issues that come up at the Kotel, is the Shalos Tshuvas Sha'aretzion, because the Shalos Tshuvas Sha'aretzion was written by Rav Rabinovich, the Rav of the Kotel and the Makomos Hakadoshim. So uh, he wrote two volumes of Shalos Tshuvas about Inyane HaKotel Maravi Bamakomot HaKadoshim. So in uh, the Tshuvah Sharitzim, I have two volumes here. I think so far it's two volumes that I have. Maybe there are more already, but I don't know. So uh, so we'll discuss some of the Shailas that he uh, that he discusses. So one of the things he discusses is what if you're hearing Birchas Kohanim from uh, many different Minyanim. So what he gets into a little bit is uh, it, whether there's a Chiyuv on a Yisrael to be misbarech from Kohanim, or it's only a Chiyuv on the Kohen to be Mevarech. And that turns out to be a Machlokas Rishonim. In the Sefer Charedim he writes, Misvas asei levarech Kohen es Yisrael, shenem arkos varechus b'nei Yisrael, that the Israel who's sitting there and being misbarech is included in the mitzvah, the mabit in Sefer Yigeres Derech Hashem writes, Hakohen sheivarech es Yisrael v'Yisrael yekablu birchaso v'lo yomar matoel birchas hediot zeh. He shouldn't look at the coin and say, "Oh, I sat next to that guy in Shir. He doesn't know anything. What do I need a bracha of such a hediot?" So you don't say that. Rather, you accept the bracha and you uh, eagerly accept the bracha. You are included in those in the, in that mitzvos and the Raivin Maseches Tamid at the end of the sixth parak also emphasizes the role of the Yisrael and how the Kohen is motzi the Yisraeli On the other hand, the Ritva Maseches Sukkah says that there's no chiv Sukkah Davlam Ralf and Beis. There's no chiv of a Yisrael to be misbarech. It's a mitzvah of the Kohen. Mincheschilich points out that the Ritva is in disagreement with the Charedim, with the Sefer Charedim, not the group of people called the Charedim, the Sefer Charedim. In the Chuvas uh, Chasam Sofer, or Chaim Simkufasam Zayin, he says that's the opinion of the Rov HaPoskim, though, that there's not really a requirement of, uh, of the Yisrael to be Misbarech. The Orcha Shulchan, or Chaim Simkufasam Chesiv Dalid writes, Vida sheyesh mi shakasov shegam ala Yisrael yesh mitzvah sheyes barech that there are those that say that Yisrael does have a mitzvah 
He says it doesn't really mean it because there is no place where we find such a mitzvah. Rather, it's a chivalavlis parech It's just unseemly. Someone is being mavarichu and you're not accepting the bracha, so it looks like you're not interested in the brachos of Hakadosh Baruch And you have to realize that the brachos that the kohanim are giving you are not their own brachos; they are the brachos of 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 Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So uh, he goes on a long, long, long tshuva about this, but he says lahalacha we paskin that there is no chiv to. But there's a kiyum asay, or misayela asay at least. You're helping, the coin can't do the mitzvah without someone on the other end, on the receiving end. So you're helping the coin. So chazan that's behind the kohanim, if he's able to move behind the, where the kohanim are during chazar's shots to be pun connected upon him, he should do that um, if he's, uh, if, if, if possible. And someone who's nisbarich, there's an Indian lisbarich shuv to get a bracha again, but there's no chiyuv to do so. So you don't have to hop around every minion at the kotel to get your bracha for birchas kohanim. He then has another tshuva in chelik aleph simen chavav, where uh, he discusses, let's say you're davening uh, at the kotel, and there's a minion right next to you that's saying kedusha. Do you have to uh, stop in the middle of your Shemona Esrei for their Kedusha to be Yotze with their Kedusha? Or, can you, or let's say you get right up to Mechaia Mason right at the time that they're a Kedusha. So do you respond to their Kedusha? So he quotes from the Sefer Isha Yisrael Paraklam Gimel Sif Zayin that if you're in the middle of the Tefillah Balachash and you get to the Bracha Mechaia Mason you, and you hear Kedusha from the, uh, from the neighboring minion, you do not have to answer Kedusha with them, but you're allowed to answer Kedusha with them. And this is what he quotes from the Kafa Chaim and some Koftes Seif Lamed Aleph. If you're not in the bracha of Mechayim Mesim, you're somewhere else, and they're saying Kaddish Kedusha in the neighboring minion, Tzitzel Yezer and Chel Kiral, Gimel Ozdalid writes, you should not, uh, you should not answer. Um, and he says that... Um, that Yesh Ladon Bazed that Sibul Achoshish says that Kim Deim Oskim B'Mitzvah Detfila L'Chaim Petura Mimitzvah Cheres Shel Lanos L'Kedusha L'Kadosh Kedusha. He says, you know, you're engaged in your own mitzvah, and when you're engaged in your own mitzvah, you're putter from doing other mitzvahs. Then he discusses. Uh, let's say they're saying, should you say Tachlun when there's a bar mitzvah? So normally, what happens? There's a reason not to say Tachlun Shul. Let's say there's a bris at a shul. So uh, which minion doesn't say Tachlun? Certainly the minion that the bris is at. Any minion that's davened that by the that that the uh, aviaben, the moel, or the sandik davens at does not say Tachlun normally. What about every other minion that's going on in that shul that whole day? Do you say Tachlun? And what would that mean for the Kotel? There's a, there's a Bar Mitzvah at the Kotel, so they're not saying Tachlun. So then uh, every minion at the Kotel doesn't say Tachlun. So he says, it's not even so partial when there's a Bar Mitzvah at Shul that you don't say Tachlun. That itself is not so partial. He points out that the Minog of Svaradim is that if there's a Bar Mitzvah who's putting on tefillin for the first time on the day of his bar mitzvah. So tefillin are called the pe'er, and therefore they do not, uh, they do not recite tachlun. But only when you have that. And that's how Rav Vadya writes in Yabi Omer, Chelet Alev Sim Chav Zayin, Chelet Alev Sim Yud Alev, and in Yechavadat, Chelet Vez Sim Ashkenazim, the minig is to say tachlun, even on a bar mitzvah. And that's what Rav Binyam Zilber writes in Aznidbaru, but by Hasidim, he says, some do like the Munkatcher writes in Dark Echayim B'Shalom, Oskuf Tzadi Beis, who did not say Tachlun when there was a Bo Bayom Bar Mitzvah at the, uh, in, in, that, in that place. 
But uh, if the Tzitz Eliezer points out in Chelik Yerches Simenim Gimel that if you say you don't say if the reason you don't say Tachnun is because he's putting on Tefillin for the first time, those who put on Tefillin before their Bar Mitzvah, which I think is the majority of us, most people put on Tefillin at some point before the Bar Mitzvah, there would never be a reason not to say Tachnun, not on account of putting on Tefillin for the first time because alone that's not enough of a reason, nor on account of a Bar Mitzvah because alone that's not enough of a reason. You would need the combination of the two reasons together to even. Uh, have a discussion about saying Tachlan, but it would seem that uh, it would be limited to those who are celebrating the Bar Mitzvah. So even though it becomes like a little bit of a scene at the Kotel, and you have, you know, especially the Sephardi Bar Mitzvahs, you have all the la-la-las, and they have the, uh, you know, the, 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 the shouting, and you know, so it's, it's very uh, festive, you know, all around. But uh, you would imagine that only the, uh, the, the, the immediate uh, minion is the one that's really uh, besimcha and really does not, uh, does not say tachlan. So I don't think you could just go visit the Kotel every Monday and Thursday and uh, you know, then get out of your long tachlan. What about walking in front of someone davening? So this is a shaili he deals with in Chelek Aleph Simin Chav Tes. Gemara and Brachos tells us, Rav Brachos Chav Zayin Amaral, Rav Ikla Lebei Geneva Vitzali Shal Shabbos Bereb Shabbos, Rav Matzah, Rav Yirmiya Bar Abba, Achorei Derav, Rav Yirmiya Bar was davening behind Rav, V'siyem Rav, Lopaskel, Tzulsid, Rav Yirmiya. Rav finished davening and did, was not posek, the tefillah of Rav Yirmiya. And the Gemara says, one of the three things we learn from Rav's behavior is Sha'asr Lavar Kenegad HaMespalim, that you're not allowed to walk in front of people who are davening. Um, and uh, Rashi explains, Lopaskel, Tzulsid means he did not pass in between Rabbi Yirmiya and the wall, meaning you're not supposed to walk in front of someone who's davening, the person who's davening is supposed to be up against the wall, you're not supposed to walk in between them and the wall, and we pass in this in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Kofbe, Sif Dalit, Asur, La'avor, Kenegad HaMisfalim, Betoch Dalit Ramos, V'davka Lefneim, Avvistem, Mutalavor, Lamor, in front of them, Betoch Dalit Ramos, you're not allowed to go, and there are two reasons given by Polskim, one is that you're mevatel, the person's kavana, it's distracting, and someone's walking in front of you while you're davening, and the other reason is that you're being mafsik uh, exactly what that means I don't think any of us could be sure but that in some way you're hindering the presence of the shechina during that tefillah by crowding it out you know in that uh, in that area right in front of the person who's davening it's not the only sugi there are other sugis that also imply a similar type of halach the gemar brachas how do I know that you're not allowed to have something interposing between you and the wall? The Gemara quotes a Pasuk, and it's Paskim Shulchanar Sadi. Not to have something. Now, that obviously can't possibly be fulfilled by everybody. Meaning, can you imagine a shul where everybody was, was davening up against the wall? How would you have to shape the Beis HaKnesses in order to make it that everybody could be right up against the wall? You'd have random walls in the middle of the room. You'd have uh, one very long bit. So Mishabura writes, obviously it's not feasible that everybody could be mocked about this. So it's obviously it's not a requirement. It's the best thing to do. There's also Gemara Brachas of Lamarim Beis that uh, tells us, Amr Rabbi you know, let us sit down within Dalaramos of uh, of Tvila. But that might even relate to not in front, it might even be on the side and behind the person. That within Dalaramos of Tvila, it's sort of like Kona Makomo in uh, the Dalaramos of Tvila. So, what are the Kulas? So, he points out in that Chuvin, some Chavtas Ozdalid, I think five or six different Kulas. Number one, he says, the Eishel Avram writes me, but Chach, that Litzorach Mitzvah, you're allowed to do it. That if, uh, if, let's say, you need to go in front of 
somebody for to catch a Kaddish Kedusha Baruch Hu, that's good enough. If you need to, if a Kohen needs to go Duchen and he's got to wash his hands and come back, or even if a person needs to go to the bathroom, that's considered enough of a Tzorich Mitzvah that he's allowed to go in front of someone who is davening. In the Das Torah, the Marsham, Simon Kov Beis writes that if you're in a place where um, there are a lot of people, and the guy should realize that there are a lot of people there, so he's considered like someone who's mazik as and you're allowed to move someone out of the way when they're mazik as so rather than pick him up and move him out of the way, that'd probably be even more distracting than walking in front of him, so we would be able to walk in front of him. Or another kula, the uh, Sefer, uh, he quotes from the Sefer Minig Yisrael Torah, and also from the Eshel Avram, which is where the Minig Yisrael Torah gets it from, that if the person's eyes are closed, that that would be good enough because you're not going to distract him. And then Sal just points out, yeah, you want to distract him, but as far as crowding out the Shechina, that Lechora doesn't help. Rav Shlomo Zalman had another Chiddush. He says, um, A person cannot answer something that does not belong to them. And therefore, they don't have Rishos La'amolcham. If they don't have Rishos to stand there and stop other people from using a public area, so if it's, you know, if it's in the shul and they're standing by their makom, so they have Rishos to be there and to stop other people from walking right in front of their makom. But a person is standing right in the middle of the, uh, you know, of the, uh, what's it called, the Kotel Plaza and expect that no one's going to walk by, he doesn't have Rishos to, uh, to do that. And if you know that you're davening in a place where people are obviously going to disrupt you, says Rosh Hashanah It's your own fault, and you got to live with that. Um, he also quotes a Tzitzel that says that nowadays nobody has Kavana anyway, so you don't have to worry about disrupting people's Kavana, because there's no such thing as Kavana. That is not a very cheerful comment of the Tzitzel but that's what the Tzitzel suggests. Maybe we'll just do one more uh, Kotel-related issue that he discusses in Chelek Bey's Simen Ches, he says, what if you are a Kohen and they call up someone else they, they, and they, there's a minion next door that doesn't have a Kohen, so normally if there's a Kohen in a shul, even though he's not davening in that minion, and he's not trying to be Yotzei the Chiv of Kriya Sataru with that minion, it, the Tzibor has an obligation to call him to fulfill the mitzvah of the Kiddashto. Lekros Rishon to call up the Kohen first, even if he already got an Aliyah that day in a previous minion, there's a Chiyuv to give him that, that Aliyah. Delo kesefer ovar orach shebesov sefer orchos chayim. Now, parkasta da'anya in this shuvin, is in disagreement with a previous sefer that says that there's no Chiyuv to give a Kohen an Aliyah if he's not part of your minion. But in this case, it could be that a Kohen has special permission to be mochel. Because the Mishabur writes in some Kufla Medesif Katan Tess, Le Inyan Likros Petoru Besaknesis, Tikri Chazal Mipnei Darke Shalom, Shein Akoin Valevi Cholimchol. Because of Darke Shalom Chazal or Masakein, that a Kohen can't say, no, it's okay, call up a Yisrael. And once that happens, which Yisrael they're going to call up, and who, who, the, who he's mochel for, he's not mochel for, it will be World War III. El Adavka Kohen Korerishan Vach. We just don't want machlokas to happen. Everyone's going to say, You know, I deserve it. Whether they'll uh, 
have the lack of class to say that explicitly, or they'll be thinking that, or they'll you know hint to it. Either way, it's not going to be good for shalom, and it doesn't make a difference whether it's Shabbos, Yantip, Sheni, Bechamishi, any other time that there is a Kriya Satori. And Sharetzion over there, Mishburu writes that the Gemara says Beis Knesses, that it's Mashma, Dafkin, and Beis Knesses, where there are a lot of people where they can come to fighting. But you're davening with Stam, a private minion, and there aren't so many people there, so there aren't too many people to fight with. Maybe we don't have to be so makbid about this. Um, but uh, there, So there is this Nidon, whether one is allowed to be Mochel. So and the Tshuva's Shnos Chaim is even more Mekel, and he says that if the Kohen doesn't want the Aliyah for whatever reason, and he's Mochel, you can call the Yisrael B'mkom Kohen, and you, the Gabbai should say, B'rushus HaKohen. And he quotes her, Moshe says the same way, and the Tshuva's Tilal David says, that was the minute in Europe that the Kohanim did not leave the Shul when they needed to give the Aliyahs to other people. Rather, they just said, the Ramosha allows this at Minchan Shabbos, Sheni Bechamishi. He does not allow it Shabbos at Chakras because people are a little more uh, uptight about their Aliyah Shabbos at Chakras for some reason. For some reason, Sheni Bechamishi, Shabbos at Mincha, people don't really care as much. But uh, in a case where the coin is not even davening with the tzibur, says Rav Rabinovich, oh, of course he's mochel. He doesn't have any interest in jumping into every minion, unless he's like a quirky kind of coin, you know, that uh, for shtick wants to jump. You know, he's the kind of guy that photobombs everyone. You know, so they, he'll, he'll uh, minion bomb everybody. But uh, regular, regular coin, I think, would not uh, would probably not not mind uh, at all. A reminder of Shachta told me he wants Karnalia in the great synagogue in uh, Yerushalayim. And uh, they gave, and Rabbi Lam Shlita was also davening at the same minion, and they gave Rav Shechter Shlishi. And Rav Shechter felt badly that uh, Rabbi Lam, his boss, Rabbi Lam is older than him, and, uh, and like, what are they giving him Shlishi for? And he thought he felt very awkward about it, because this is the way Rav Shechter thinks, like, it's like inappropriate to give Rav Shechter Shlishi when, uh, when Rabbi Lam is there. So Rabbi Lam got Ravi'i, and he said, Rabbi Lam got up to the Torah, and he said, and he said to Rav Shechter, what bracha do you make on Ravi, Rav Herschel? I never got Ravi before. I don't know. <laughs> so I said he broke the ice and he, uh, he made him more cheerful. Okay. Um.